Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Kodo Cinema. I'm your host, Mark Kodo, and today today is episode 18 of Kodo Cinema. Cinema, And what am I going to do today? Well, I'm doing another movie review today. Well, before I get into the movie, I, I like to welcome back on-air personality student of HitMix 88.9 FM WEIU, Randall Becker. Randall? It's, <laughs> it's me. It's Randall Becker back for another week here on Kodo Cinema. Woot woot. Yep, that's right, folks. And uh, you want to know what today's movie review is? Oh, gosh. We went and saw Sonic the Hedgehog. That is right, folks. Today's movie review is Sonic the Hedgehog. Yep. Flying at you faster than the speed of sound right here in 2020. It dropped Sonic the Hedgehog, the famous, infamous video game character. Sonic the Hedgehog of Sega fame came to the silver screen, or is it the gold screen? It's silver screen, right? Uh, yes, yes. Came to silver screen of cinema, and we saw him take on Jim Carrey. Or silver screen or big screen, as what many people like to call it some these days, or yes. depending on how we view it. But anyway, as you mentioned, Sonic the Hedgehog is based on a video game of the same name by Sega. The film follows Sonic the Hedgehog, voiced by Ben Schwartz, who is on a mission to find his rings after losing them by trying to escape from Green Hill's Sheriff Tom Wachowski, by a tranquilizer dart, which surprisingly he didn't dodge. But on a on a side note, this leads Sonic to team up with with Tom to find the rings while being pursued by Doctor Robotnik, aka Eggman, played by Jim Carrey. Well, absolutely, this was uh, most definitely a Jim Carrey parody piece. I don't know, he's pulling all the Grinch out of this, all the Dumb and Dumber, all that Ace Ventura. All Jim Carrey energy. Mm-hmm. Especially the mask. Oh, absolutely with the mask. And you could appreciate this just for Jim Carrey's performance alone. Exactly, yes. And I'm pretty sure this is probably his first film that he has starred in in a very long time. Jim Carrey, yeah, yeah. This is the first one he's been in for at least the last five-ish years, right? I think so. At least in a, a major role. I know he's done mm-hmm. some sol- small indie projects. He's been very active on Twitter. He's an artist. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. I mean, aren't actors artists too? All actors are artists. That's true. Same, uh, with, same with musicians. I'm a musician myself. Yeah, maybe we can explore this tangent just a little longer. Every single year he picks a different motif. And Jim Carrey is now a political cartoonist, and he's getting a lot better at it. The motif of this year is mangoes, and the most recent thing on his Twitter timeline is a uh, Jim Carrey being robbed at knife point by a squirrel in Central Park. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah, the squirrel steals his mango. I can't even handle it. <laughs> well, it looks like he's trying to go after Sonic this time. <laughs> a hedgehog. <laughs> That's a wonderful segue. We're trying. Yep, so anyway. (laughs) 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 We leaped through that warp ring right into that segue (laughs) about Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, Jim Carrey's a really interesting person. We could do a whole podcast about Jim Carrey if we wanted to. We could probably do it. We could probably do a top 10 uh, Jim Carrey movies on another podcast day. But anyway, since uh, since we're on the subject of Jim Carrey and Sonic the Hedgehog. Why don't we talk about Sonic the Hedgehog, right? Yep, so. Oh, by the way, this film was directed by newcomer Jeff Fowler with producer Neil H. Moritz of the Fast and the Furious franchise. Well, sometimes you got to go fast to produce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Furious. Get it? Get it? Fast yeah, you got to get Furious, just like Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, so anyway, 
So anyway, he schizophrenic rodent. Yep. Neil Neil H. Moritz produced the film alongside with with executive producer Tim Miller of Deadpool and Terminator Dark Fate, with a musical score by Tom Holkenberg, aka Junkie XL. Oh, by the way, fun fact: Did you know that Jeff Fowler and Tim Miller both worked on a 2004 animated short film called Gopher? No. <laughs> well, that film was nominated at the 2005 Academy Awards for Best Animated Shorts, although that didn't win. I forgot what film won back in 2005 for Best Animated Short, but anyway, I do know for a fact that this is Jeff Fowler's first feature-length film since uh, since Jeff Fowler was uh, more on the on short film side. Oh, absolutely. And I think he did well for his first film, other than that original Sonic design choice. Oh, yes, exactly. Because, oh, by the way, you guys thought I was going to slide past that design, huh? You think I was going to slide past the original design? Because here's the thing. Back in 2019, when the first trailer popped out, the design itself was criticized by many people (laughs) all over the media. We'll call it uh, Twitter Rage actually winning for once. Yes, exactly, because uh, Jeff Fowler took the criticism and literally accepted the criticism and took it and decided to push back the release date of Sonic the Hedgehog to February 14th, 2020, which was uh, last week, Yes. to redesign (laughs) Sonic. Absolutely. Now, it's an interesting thing. The original Sonic kind of looked like the Sonic we're getting now, but... A little bit more microwaved, a little bit more overdone as it is. It didn't take a lot for them to actually rework it. They just needed to redo the uh, character model. Most of the animation was done and body rigged. Right, exactly. So they just needed to redesign him. Other than that, the film is okay for the most part. For the most part, it's okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, some the story and screenplay may be a little bit off. <laughs> well, that's what okay means. It's just okay. <laughs> I mean, true, yes, but even but. A lot of people do see this as one of the few few good video game movies. I I attribute that to the hype. I saw this movie twice, if you can believe it. Yes, and that second time, and that second time, that was my first time with you. Yes, so I saw it twice. The first time, I didn't enjoy it as much. Uh, That was because I realized it was a family picture, so I had to go see it with someone else. Obviously. I mean, there's going to be times where video game movies will have to appeal towards more adults oh, that time. Sonic is E for everyone. I'm assuming it's going to be PG. I mean, it was PG. I mean, or it is PG. It is PG. There were a lot of families there, a lot of hype going on, and of course, because I was just so excited to see Sonic represented, well, relatively faithfully on the screen, I feel like I was blinded. <laughs> <laughs> it's good that we record this a couple days after we see the movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because now I can just absorb, get all my thoughts together and say, I don't think this was a very good movie, but I really liked it. Now, here's the thing. I really like this movie, too. At first, I, I wasn't really sure how this movie will go because after the first trailer, I mean, I did get the references, though. Now, here's the thing. I never played the game itself, but, like, I did get some of the references from from few comments because cause the first trailer alone, I mean, you hear a gangster's paradise, <laughs> which, uh, hear, hear me out. I, that was a pretty good song. Gangster's Paradise. That's a good trailer. song. We'll review that song later. <laughs> but, <laughs> but even though that song was not in the movie, it did uh, give in a little bit of a good feel, even though a yeah. lot of people disliked the trailer because, one, the design. And I think I heard a lot of people were split on the song 
Gangster's Paradise being played in that trailer. I, I think they were going for that uh, pure cynical thing because it was made by the guy that like, worked on Deadpool. I feel like he just wanted to do a realistic, let's just make a really edgy Garfield movie. <laughs> you ever seen the live-action Garfield movie with Bill Murray? I have, yes. You know exactly what that is. It's not Garfield at all. It's really weird. It's an adventure story. I think he was just trying to warp and make something abstract out of something that he didn't understand. Right. And then when they retooled it, for some reason, it just works very well for I a realistic take on Sonic. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I know. And not only just that, but it's probably the first time, and I'm pretty sure maybe the first time that a studio... And director has listened to the people. Oh, yeah. If he hadn't caved, I'm, I'm certain this movie would have made $4 million. Probably. But it's on track to make probably $200 million by the end of its full run, and it only cost $95 million. It's already made its money back by towards the end of this week already. Right. And this movie was not marketed very well because it could ride the social media hype about the redesign. Right, because here's the thing. Because, like, the original design literally caused a lot of controversy and knowing that the mark even though they didn't do much marketing for for the new design that can tell you you never know yeah. how the fans will appeal but thankfully the second trailer came out in december or was it november or december the new trailer i believe it came out in november this is probably the weakest part of this being a uh, podcast and not something that's audio visual is that we can't emphasize how horrifying this original design was. I know, I know I can't emphasize in, on the ho how horrifying the original design is, but anyway, at least we got the new design. Speaking of which, you want to dive into the movie? Okay, now the actual review of the movie. Right. So I didn't like it as much as you might have liked it. I think in a technical sense, this movie was a kid's movie. It, it was kind of horrendous. There are good kids' movies that exist. We all have seen Toy Story. We've all uh, seen, what is it called, Never Ending Story and other types of movies in that same vein. They can be good and they can have deeper messages, but this 100% was just a schizophrenic rat running around at the speed of light. Or a hedgehog, I should say. That's true. I shouldn't go all Robotnik on my isms. <laughs> <laughs> and to which Robotnik, Jim Carrey plays Robotnik, or Eggman, I should say. He was a glimmer of hope in a movie that I did not have any hope for going in, and it just slowly built up that hype. Right. It literally built up the hype pretty well because a lot of people th thought that Jim Carrey would save the movie because there are two thi there are a few things, or one thing I should say, yeah. Jim Carrey will save the movie. And I think he actually did. Mm -hmm. He worked very well for the ensemble. The movie functioned very well as its solid microwave five but it, it, it was good. It was good in the sense that this was a solid Jim Carrey performance. Mm -hmm. Everyone brought their own. No one was particularly bad. There wasn't anything egregious about the film. And you can appreciate it if you like a Jim Carrey movie. You'll love this movie. And if you like Sonic the Hedgehog, you'll absolutely fall in love with this movie. I agree. Yes. In fact, in fact, I like how in the opening we get to, s we get to see Sonic's world. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we could explain that. So if you've played the video games before, rings, you collect them, and they give you extra lives if you get, like, 100 of them. There's a couple video game references in it. In this case, they're warp rings, so he can go to different uh, planets. And just like any trope where it's a video game movie or any kind of property, uh, <laughs> it's always cheaper to film on Earth than it is to film in Mobius or some or Mars or some made-up place. <laughs> So we see Sonic's homeworld when he's a little eight-year-old, crunched up. Someone just took the Photoshop filter and warped him down to size. Oh! And, and we, we see Mobius, which is uh, Sonic's homeworld. 
Right, right. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, the owl. Was the owl really Sonic's mentor in the games? This, the owl is not in the games at all. And <laughs> But we, she dies. Oh, spoiler alert. She dies about three minutes in. So I know that's pretty <laughs> sad because uh, who are those? Uh, who are those? Uh, who was? The, oh man! Uh, who are those? Uh, oh yeah, there are uh, a lot of Sonic creatures that we see. Even though most of it takes place in Earth, we do see a lot of Sonic references. Uh, I, there's basically they're anthropomorphic characters. They're chased down by tribal echidnas. Right, and I'm pretty sure one of them is related to. Knuckles, right? Yes, Knuckles is uh, the guardian of the Master Emerald. There are no references of the Chaos Emeralds and the other deeper lore of the game. Right. But we definitely do see other characters. We shouldn't spoil everything. I'm right, comfortable know, spoiling I the know. first 15 minutes. But <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> even though that, this is technically a movie review. That's true. That's true. So, yeah, there's probably going to be spoilers. Yes, true. You're comfortable with it. Yeah, because I'm okay. comfortable with it. Now, this wasn't the first time. This wasn't the first time I did a movie review where I did actually spoil. Where I did well, spoil. We're not talking about the ending. The first 15 minutes. If you can't sit through the first 15 minutes and someone's told it to you, chances are you don't like that movie and you should get a refund while you can. <laughs> oh, but this is a good, fun movie. If you like Sonic, yes, if you yes. want to sit down with your kids, they'll sit down there and watch it. There are enough inside jokes. It's a good family movie. A lot more family-centric than I thought, but then again, that's because the Sonic fan base is very different from the Sonic that's being depicted in the media right, right now. Right, because like uh, Sonic, like I said, Sonic Sonic is based on a video game character, video game character, and uh, and I'm pretty sure this wasn't the first time I we had a family-friendly video game movie. Uh, remember, remember Detective Pikachu? Oh yeah, Detective Pikachu. That was just a couple. It was like half a year ago, right? That was almost half a year ago. That one is actually a pretty good movie because. Because they actually, because they actually got the the, the the designs right. It came out in May. They were very faithful to the Pokemon designs. I think Detective Pikachu might be worse than Sonic the Hedgehog, though. What makes you say that? The store. Well, this is a review of Detective Pikachu now. Uh, Detective shoot. Pikachu, <laughs> what did not have as good of a cohesive of a story. I don't. I think they wasted Ryan Reynolds as yeah. a, an actor when they tried mm -hmm. to write it, and then it was just far too uh, predictable. Even this though, same with Sonic the Hedgehog, even though. Well, some video games can't. Some video game game movies can have a little bit of yeah. bad writing, but like, at times, I mean, I, I thought it was pretty funny. I thought, well, I, I thought Sonic had some pretty de decent oh. writing at best. Yes, if, if they give it a personal bias here, right? And I love dropping numbers because they mean something to someone. But when we're looking at it personally, if I were to say personal bias, if you like Sonic and I like Sonic, you'll think this is like an eight or a nine. But if you want to look at it from like filmmaking perspective. You might not like this very much, <laughs> but why are you going to see a PG family movie? <laughs> I mean, true, exactly. But any, but anyway, uh, but anyway, uh, and but anyway, I mean, the the movie does go forward a little bit with with Sonic and uh, and 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 Green Hi Green Hills uh, Sheriff Tom Wachowski. Yes, Donut Lord. Donut Lord. Oh yeah. And then what did he call Sonic? Uh, the Blue Devil. Ah, Blue Devil, all right. Yes, to lay down what's up with Sonic, right? So he's essentially a cryptid, a mystical creature that may or may not actually exist that's being hunted by the local crazy guy. Right. And Green Hill, which is a super small town in Wyoming, essentially has this one mystery. It's the Blue Devil. Everybody thinks he's crazy for it, but 
the moment Sonic starts showing up and talking, it's just consistently people passing out and freaking out. I, I like, know, right? Because uh, not only that, but uh, th- there was actually a reference. There was that drawing was actually a reference. Yes. So there are a couple of references to the internet uh, culture and the the fan base surrounding Sonic the Hedgehog mm-hmm. that you'll greatly appreciate. I don't want to entirely spoil the drawing. Right. Don't. But yeah, it was not spoiled. <laughs> there the are drawing. some wanted posters that are very familiar to if if you've like fallen followed the drama online. Right. But I can't describe the drawing. But like, but at least uh, it's very crude. Yes, but, but somehow yes. better than the original design for Sonic exactly, the Hedgehog. Exactly, exactly. Although I wish there was a jab at the original design. I wish. Oh yeah, I, there might have been a throwaway line. Was it really a fr- throwaway line? I, I think there was something like that. I, I could have sworn Sonic said something to the effect of, "I don't look anything like that." <laughs> 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 but it was just so <laughs> small and minute. Because uh, well, if we're gonna look at the production history of this movie as well too. They didn't need to reshoot anything. No, they didn't even need to reshoot at it at all. They spent an extra five million of the ninety million dollar budget. Exactly. To just yeah. add a new model in, and it was that simple. It's drag and drop filmmaking. I know it, it was that simple. No reshoots were necessary, unless unless there are some movies where they had to redesign a character and reshoot the entire film. Yes, I know they cut some scenes out if we're like looking at behind the scenes interviews when they're talking about it. Like, oh, there was this footage we shot. We had to cut it out for time concerns, or it just didn't work with the new model, or structurally we couldn't reanimate, which makes sense. I mean, but it, it didn't ruin the movie. Obviously, I enjoyed it. Right, right. Like, like that one shot in the trailer where Sonic says, "Gotta go fast." The one with the original design. He does say gotta go fast. I mean, he does say Multiple it, yes. times <laughs> throughout the movie. He just doesn't say it that one specific time when he's running on a dirt road. I, I know, which, uh, yeah, I know. That kind of sounds weird. But at least we did get a good shot. I mean, say what you yes. will about the design, but I feel like the shot itself, like the shot, the close-up shot was actually pretty decent. Oh, absolutely. He definitely looks very marketable as a toy. Mm-hmm. I'm so, exci- so excited for that. See how that's going to work. Uh, he, I would say in some cases, if you squinted real hard, he was cuter than Detective Pikachu. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Any- anyway, uh, I mean, throughout the movie, Sonic's n- arch nemesis, Dr. Robotnik, was actually called Dr. Robotnik. But, like, towards the end... Well, actually, no, not, I'm not going to spoil it, but I'm not going to go into, like, what happens. Well, we can but, talk like, he about was it. Called, but, so but, like, he calls him Eggman, right? Right, Eggman, because he makes egg-shaped robot droids. Exactly. Now, <laughs> how, how did he get that name in the video game? He was big and fat and shaped like an egg, and he had a bald head. That is true. <laughs> so it was a disparaging title that Sonic just started calling him Eggman. Especially in the movie, like, all of his, all of his rocket machines looked like eggs it was also an american localization because it comes from sega japan originally he was just he wasn't even a mad scientist he was just a crazy man wearing pajamas Mm -hmm. and he would just run around and sonic was chasing him down it was crazy and then in the second it wasn't until the second game that they started calling him dr eggman and then they they fully localized it and they took over for writing the story (laughs) and and even though like I like how in the how like they were able to like like Doctor Eggman or Eggman I should say mm-hmm. chased Sonic down through through his rings. Don't remember remember the rings like they went through different portals of the rings. Yeah, like different like I'd, I'd call it standard Avengers Endgame fare, where it's like 
every movie seems to have this uh, explosive CGI battle at the end. I know, and I I don't know if I don't know if this is true or not, but like they went, uh, they actually went to Egypt in 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 that Ooh, yeah. towards the end of that movie, Sonic and Eggman. There were a few people that were upset about that scene. What? They they blow up the sp- they destroy the Sphinx Ooh. and then they shoot a rocket at the pyramids. Oh boy, which. Fun fact is a no-no if we're talking about sociopolitics. Well, here's the thing: like, wasn't that wasn't that in the video video game as well? Wasn't like the Egyptian? Mm, yeah, world in one of the games, Doctor uh, Robotnik or Eggman actually builds a fortress out of the pyramids. Oh, really? Yeah, he builds a secret underground space force, which is uh, powered and fueled by the Illuminati. Mm-hmm. Yes, these games are very deep. I understand it, and uh, he he launches it into space so he can go to his moon base. Yeah, and that's I think that's all I have to say. <laughs> and when <laughs> you, when you think about it, I'm so surprised that the movie turned out as coherent as it is. I know it's co- I know it's coherent, <laughs> but <laughs> but on a side note, here's the thing: like as I mentioned earlier, like remember I said that uh, right. Tom Wachowski shot uh, shot Sonic the Hedgehog in the knee with a tranquilizer dart. Yes, because if Sonic th- can dodge multiple b- bullets and rockets. But he can't oh, yeah. dodge a tranquilizer dart. We'll, we'll talk about functional inconsistencies in the movie. Uh, of course, it's a CGI. He's a cartoon, so they can totally do a lot of different things. If you've seen the recent X-Men movies and what they do at Quicksilver, yes, they, they yes, have yes. they have a lot of those slowdown effects where yes. you can move faster than bullets. I know, right? Like and because I, do, I I I caught the the X-Men references when Sonic freezes time because you know Sonic's but Sonic's fast. And hey. he's literally walking yeah. on a ninety degree wall. <laughs> and he's moving at super slow speeds. Yeah. And he's like, I'm having a good time. I'm having, having a good, good time. time. <laughs> oh no, we're gonna get a copyright strike by Queen. They're oh. gonna find us. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Downtrack's fun, but also really weird and jumbled. Yeah. We, we got yeah, rock. We got rock songs. We got rap music. We have country music. There's just so many genres all being yeah. baby birded into the mouth of Sonic mm-hmm. the Hedgehog the movie. I know, I know, right? But like, but here's the thing. Like, I, I mean, like, I. I, I mean, like, uh, it's yeah. just the X-Men reference where I kind of, like, got, where it got me because yeah. I did not expect to see that coming. Although I did expect it at the end of the movie during the final yeah. battle, but I was not expecting that at the, yeah. at the bar. It was so obvious. I, I was I was surprised, but I feel like it's one of those situations where you can't really do that wrong unless you do it really, really wrong. They They actually did it pretty well. They actually did it pretty well, like, like, like how... Like the first time seeing Quicksilver and and X Men right. Days of Future Past, like taking out the guards, I found that hilarious. I was laughing throughout the entire time. It's the amazing, and he just like starts giving people's wedgies. And Sonic does that in this movie. <laughs> now I like to use the analogy. Uh, I feel like even the worst brownie's better than any piece of pie. Yeah. It's like this. I don't feel like you could do this poor. Even if you did this scene very very poorly, it would still be fun. I mean, it would still be. Fu- it would still be fun. And that's kind of how this movie is entirely. I mean, it is a fun movie. Sonic the Hedgehog is a fun, family-friendly movie. And yes, there are some adult jokes in that movie. Yeah, but those are for the parents that have to put up with the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But you might actually enjoy it just for the Jim Carrey-isms. Of course. And here's the thing. Jim Carrey was great in that movie. He was great. Oh, yeah. 
One of the most more memorable performances. If you liked him in The Grinch, and some people didn't like him in The Grinch, he's got that level of energy and spontaneity to him. And he really, really dig Sonic the Hedgehog. Right now his Twitter's just blowing up with mentions of Sonic the Hedgehog, liking, retweeting things, people sending things to him, spending love his way, because there is that a recent issue with Jim Carrey that I'd rather not solidified on this podcast forever. But Jim Carrey is 100% in support of this character. And originally we thought that his cynicism and Jim Carrey just being an out there guy wasn't going to appreciate it and back out in the movie like um, Kick-Ass 2. Right. But right. he absolutely adores this character, and I think he wants to come back for a sequel. We could probably talk about that. <laughs> not, not specifically the details of it, but <laughs> that there, you know, it's 100% probably going to be a sequel for this movie because everyone's sure on board. I'm sure there is because, uh, oh boy, should I say it? Okay, this is the the only thing that we could possibly ruin for you if you're a Sonic fan. And if you are not a Sonic fan and you're coming to us for some deep, enlightened news story about Sonic the Hedgehog, you probably don't care. But this is the only thing I feel like we could possibly spoil. There is There are two end credit scenes. What are actually... What are There were actually two, right? There were two, yes. There was one with Dr. Eggman. Oh, yes, yes, that's right. He was in the... <laughs> That's right. That's right. Jim Carrey ends up in a place that we can't spoil the end of the movie. But we can spoil the end credit scenes. And he ends up shaving his head and his mustache goes crazy because he doesn't have any mustache wax. Mm -hmm. And he starts to look like actual Dr. Eggman. And exactly. all he has to eat is mushrooms. So he just starts getting really fat. <laughs> he starts throwing a rock around. It's awesome. But the one end credit scene that I think got almost the, like the whole theater just so excited and happy yes. was... What was her name? Tails? His. Tails. Miles Prowler. Tails was confirmed in the Sonic universe. And he doesn't look disgusting. I thought it was... <laughs> was it a she? It's voiced by um, uh, the lady that does Bart Simpson. Really? Was it really? Uh, or yeah, yeah. She did a cameo. Oh. She, she did a cameo as Tails. Tails showed up for five seconds. He's hunting down the uh, Chaos Emerald signature which Sonic gives off naturally because of his superpowers. And now Tails is going to look for... Um, Sonic the Hedgehog, and we're going to get Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and just like in the video games, Tails is going to accompany Sonic the Hedgehog in the sequel. Oh, that, uh, if there's ever going to be a sequel, I'll look forward to it. Mm -hmm. And let's hope they bring in uh, Knuckles. Do you think they're going to bring in Knuckles for, for the they next They might film? save it for the third one if they're going to follow the video game, okay. but I have a feeling that they're going to 100% jump the shark and shove as many characters in as possible. Well, if they're do, it for, if they if they going to make a franchise yeah. or, a thir or, a, or a trilogy, they might as well save that. My feeling is, is that this is going to be... Um, it's going to have Smurfs, like the hidden... Hidden Village or Hidden World, remember that one? I I have not seen that. Okay, one. so it's the f it, they had two Smurfs movies that had live action characters in them. Yes, I think that's how Sonic Two is going to be. It's going to have live action Donut Lord in it, and then he's going to be there, and then they're going to go to Mobius. But in the third movie, it's going to be all CGI, and they're just going to be in the land of Mobius. We're going to have Knuckles, Rouge the Bat, and they're just going to run around doing Sonic stuff, and that's when the movie is going to fail. And then <laughs> what about Eggman? Eggman, he's enough of a cartoon character. I don't think he needs to be CGI. Well, we'll see what's gonna happen. We'll see how far, we'll see how far the the franchise goes with Sonic with the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Oh yeah, I'm hopeful, and I actually really I like the movie again. I just don't think technically it's a very good film, but I loved it. Yep, and probably one of the few video game movies that are pretty good. Mm-hmm. 
I'll hold this up on some kind of pedestal. I mean, in a couple of weeks, me might absolutely hate this, but you know what? We'll ha- we can just worry about that in a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, we'll worry about that. Because I like it. Yep, I like that too. Alrighty. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, I thought the performances were pretty good, particularly Jim Carrey's and Ben Schwartz's performance as Sonic, as well as James Marsden's, uh, yes. Marsden's role as the sheriff. I mean, we did get a couple of uh, hop hop references in that movie because, like, because yes. James Marsden's James Marsden was also in Hop, yes. sitting right next to the butt. Right next to the Easter oh, The CGI rabbit. So he had a lot of experience talking to something that isn't there. And I, I think that's kind of funny because Sonic is a bit schizophrenic in this movie because he's <laughs> just so alone. And the live-action character literally has to almost pretend he's schizophrenic because he's talking to nothing. I know, right? And it's <laughs> just this weird parody. Like, if you think about how it's shot on camera, and this was, is this shot on film or is this digital? Ooh, that is a good question. It looked digital. I mean, it looked digital, but we'll probably find out more behind but the scenes. It'll, it'll be digital right there. The acting that you have to do when there's not any physical characters there is so much harder to pull off. If you look at something like Roger Rabbit, that is lightning in a bottle. Right, because back then, that was hand-drawn animation. Or mm-hmm. I mean, and part of it was hand-drawn, but what, didn't he also have to, like, how did he actually do that? Was that uh, they drew literally on the frames. Like They, they drew every single frame like an actual animation. They did it piece by piece by piece. So they shot everything with the people. And then after the fact, they drew on like each frame and each animated character. But the uh, the main man in Roger Rabbit, I can't believe I forgot the live action man's name. Uh, Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. He had to basically just stand there and talk to absolutely no one and react to everything <laughs> without any kind of direction. I know, which uh, which is kind of similar to what Sonic the Hedgehog had in mind, but like Sonic the Hedgehog is CGI. <laughs> and the fact that it, it was believable enough that they are kind of buddies and there is a budding relationship there, and he's not a hateable character either. Right, right. In terms of fodder, and he's not, he's inoffensive. Mm-hmm. He's actually got a couple of funny lines, yep. and he's he's fun to be around. So I think that's just a win, win, and a win, in pretty much everything. Yes, yes. For his performance, at least. And then Jim Carrey did a Jim Carrey performance. Jim Carrey as Jim Carrey as Dr. Dr. Robotnik, a.k.a. Eggman. Absolutely. And then if we're going to, like, critique the voice acting, I don't think he did a bad Sonic impression at all. No, I don't think he he did a bad job. He he actually did a pretty good job as uh, as the voice of Sonic. Absolutely. And uh, I don't think there's anything wrong or anything bad that really can be associated with the acting. I, I mean, it's the overarching story. It's something that Joker suffered from. Yeah, let's bring up an R-rated movie while re- reviewing a PG movie here. But yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, the writing isn't the strongest, but the actors elevate the material to the point where it just works. Right. And this is a ju- it-just-works movie. Right, and it works. It worked out pretty well. This movie worked out pretty well, despite some of the bad writing moments. Oh, yeah, and uh, everyone had fun on it, obviously. The behind-the-scenes for this movie is ridiculously positive. I know, right? <laughs> for the amount of hatred it was getting. But as soon as they redesigned Sonic, everybody was on board. Everybody was on board. Yep. And I think that covers just about every technicality that we could observe of the movie, right? Yes, yes, exactly. Even though, technically, we had to spoil a couple, couple of moments. But anyway, throughout most of my podcasts, I say spoiler alert. 
Yes, that's true. It's just assumed. Kodo Cinema, okay? Yeah, exactly. So anyway, it's part of your character. Yes, exactly, exactly. And also, and also, since we also mentioned Joker, since we mentioned the Joker for the last couple, last minutes. And now minutes. we're going to review Joker. Well, actually, <laughs> not actually that, not actually that, but but you guys can also go check out my Joker review podcast back in 2019. Plus, if you guys are interested in uh, of hearing us on our take of the Oscars. Please feel free to check that out as well. Thank you. It was. Uh, it's always a pleasure to be on here, Mark. Thank you for doing this two weeks in a row. Thank you. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, you're welcome, Randall. And by the way, thank you for inviting me to see the new Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Absolutely. I could not experience that alone. I cannot handle that level of shame. Uh, yep, yep. Anyway, uh, thank you all for tuning in to Kodo's Cinema. I'm your host, Mark Kodo. I've been Randall Becker. And tune in next week for another exciting episode of Kodo Cinema. So anyway, uh, have a good day. Have a good weekend. Uh, stay warm. I'm pretty sure I'm hoping there's going to be some warm weather coming out pretty soon. But anyway, thank you all for tuning in. And and we'll look forward next week to another exciting episode of Kodo Cinema. Bye. <laughs>